0: Ah, ah, ah
1: Was kind of a far walk. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Sabrina walked so fast, so I was like running behind her, <laughs> which
2: we did Whew. yesterday too when we were we were running late for our. Um we went the to power see outage. well, yeah. We went to go see Beetlejuice the musical, which is it amazing. was amazing, so
1: good. Did you go? Oh my god, it was so freaking good. If you guys so have good. not gone, we both cried, which is not <laughs> a musical that you cry in. But, we but did. it was oh, god. and then we kept looking at each other like, ah. yeah, we were literally just staring at each other, going, ah, "It's okay, this it's is okay. the right spot." We also were in the very back row, and we're sitting in booster seats. So yes, if anyone. Hit for everyone Tip when you go to the Broadway shows. Yeah. About 10 minutes into the show, all the kids already have their booster seats, so you can just go snag one, and mm-hmm. you have the best seat in the house.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But um, because of the power outage, which I don't know if you guys experienced or not, but because of it, we um, in, almost got stuck on the subway. We like went down, and like the subway wasn't moving, we're like, hmm, what's we happening? We were so lucky. We like missed getting yeah. stuck on the subway by three minutes. But then we got an Uber, and then like the traffic was so bad, so we got out of the Uber, and then we started sprinting, and I had brought my two friends from high school which they're all here which is very nice uh,
1: and Corinne and I like took off and we we're like we're weaving through. and by Corinne and I she means she took off and like <laughs> zigzagged through everybody and I was like body checking people like she kept looking back and I was like I'm here I'm coming <laughs> it's like I don't know why but I take
2: a thrill out of like going and like tucking and weaving dodging through people and I feel like I'm really good it's at it because people can't see you oh my god okay I've talked about this before but like sometimes I'm convinced I'm a ghost because like I'll be driving or something and like people will cut me off and I'm like I swear they just can't see me and Corinne always like is like yeah 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 but today well, first of all, like before you got in, someone skateboarded right into me. Like, as it, and I was like standing still, waiting to cross the crosswalk, yeah. and just like ran into me. I was like, okay, and they didn't say anything. Just like picked up their skateboard and kept walking. And then we walked into Whole Foods, Whole Foods today, and I was like, excuse me. And then someone just like looked at me, didn't say anything. I was like, um, excuse me. Do you have batteries? And then finally
1: answered me, they didn't. And then we went to Rite Aid, and the exact same thing happened. And Sabrina was like, see, people can't see me. And I was like, Sabrina, it is so much worse than that. People see you. They actively choose to ignore you. I
0: don't get it. I don't
1: get it. What did I do? I don't know. I was like, maybe it's your energy. You you approach with like a nervous energy or something. She was like, Do I? I don't know. I don't know. But we also think that maybe Sabrina is one of those like men in black reptilian people because she's be cool. so cold. And I was like, it's just that they can't pick up on the heat signature when you walk up, and that's what it must be. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I know. witnessed it twice today, and people look her in the eye, and then they just look away. <laughs> Workers that, like, are yeah. checking people out at Rite Aid, mm-hmm. and they were looking at me as if I was going to go up, and I wasn't even in line. They just skipped just over me. you.
2: Literally, like, they, I was, like, going up to, like, check out, and two people were like, yeah, go over there, and then I went to the register, and there were two people standing
1: there, and they just left. Like walked yeah, away. Yeah, literally walked away, walked over towards me, and I was like, Hello. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so weird. Oh I finally gosh. bought the batteries, so don't worry. My dad texted good. me yesterday and he goes, interesting. So when you and Sabrina were in California, they had a massive earthquake. Now the two of you are in New York and all of the cities shut out of power. <laughs> we don't two know earthquakes in two LA earthquakes last year. or last week last, last week year. two two weeks ago I don't know yeah but I don't know I think something's happening either it's us or we're bringing something with us energy wise which is possible when I mean, we were at um uh where were we
2: in Boston. Laugh Boston. Laugh Boston. We did a show, and they were like, yeah, we're not haunted. Don't worry. And then as we start doing our show, like, the lights start flickering. The screens were going out. And so Something's we bring the ghosts. coming.
1: Yeah, we were actually asking. Yeah. We were like, is this place haunted? And half of the staff we asked said, no, it's not. Then the other half was like, well, there is a rumor that a few, like, I don't even know how long ago, but before this, um, before this was this, this place was, it was a mortuary. Yeah. It was a mortuary. Yeah. And so some of the staff has said that they kind of like feel like there's something out of the corner of their eye darting around. But then the other half of the staff is like, it's bullshit. That's not true. Because <laughs> they're scared. <laughs> but in oh, case- we did something so cool. What? We went to New York vintage. That clothing Oh, it store. was really cool. Oh, my God. It was so cool. So I, uh, up in Boston, I know that they do like a jazz fest here in New York, but they're doing one in Boston and I'm going to it. So I was like, I'm on the hunt for the 1920s gown. Like, I need to find something authentic. So the first thing we did when we got here yesterday was go to New York Vintage. And I don't know if you guys have been to that store before, but we went in and we were the only people in the entire store. And the guy who runs it was, he was an interesting person. I thought he was going to kill me. Yes. Sabrina was like high alert, like, this is the beginning of the end of he our lives. He took us upstairs to a private
2: room. And Corinne's like, oh, my God, yeah. And I'm, like, following behind. I'm like, OK, if I die here,
1: <laughs> like, I might be dead. I told my mom that story. And she was so mad at me <laughs> for just going. But it was it was not like he was, like, come into this back room. The room was marked. It said, like, by appointment only. So I knew that it was a legit yeah, death room. Death is a by appointment only. Yeah, by <laughs> appointment <laughs> only. She was like, what were you? Oh, you were like, this is just like Sweeney Todd. This is just like Sweeney Todd. <laughs> (laughs) But we went up and he brought us up into this room that is by appointment only. We got to go. <laughs> um, he said he only did it because he was bored. So we're like, thanks a lot. It makes us feel extra special. He saw me though, so that's a good thing. He did. He he actually spoke words to Sabrina's face so he did recognize her. Um, but he took us up into this upper room upstairs and the room was like double the size of the actual New York vintage store below. And it, he said that usually it's industry professionals that go up there. And I was like, well, Sabrina's an industry professional so this counts. it's the same thing. And then I started talking about my job and he was just like, mm-hmm, and didn't care. So he was like, "Oh yeah, we don't. It's not TV people. Yeah. It's like industry people." And we're like, "Oh, well, not really you. sure what that means." But basically, this room was filled with this all of these authentic clothes from the actual era. And he let us touch them, and I was like, "Sabrina, I can't believe he's letting us put our oily fingers on all of these clothes." <laughs> it was so cool. But so if you guys get a chance, you should go and just bust open the door and run upstairs and touch all the clothes. You won't die. That's a good thing yeah.
2: to know. I do want to say it is my sister's birthday. And I made her come here today for her birthday. And I just thought maybe we gave her a round of booze to like really make her feel welcome. Okay. Yeah. Boo boo. But that's also one thing we've told, I think some of you know, you booed when we came in. That is the thing that we like to have our fans do, is mm-hmm. instead of applauding, you boo, because then we don't know if you like it or hate it, and um, it's better for us and our nervousness up here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. so please <laughs> don't laugh or applaud. Just boo us.'t so doing. Yeah, don't laugh, everyone's silence. I never say so anything lame. it's the phantoms there's a oh my gosh downstairs there's like a second uh, room like a smaller more intimate room and the bar literally looks like the bar from um, the shining the shining oh my gosh mm-hmm. we went in there and we were like this is so cool can we perform in here <laughs> but we're not so that was your target lady boys <laughs> <laughs> totally was <laughs> well get ready because old Greg is coming to you this October 31st <laughs> uh,
2: speaking of the shining yesterday before the power outage happened we were talking i was like talking to corinne about the stand which is another stephen king book and about how like during there's a part of the book that's like post-apocalyptic and they have to climb through the holland tunnel after like the like to try to find other people and they're like climbing through and they're climbing over all these dead bodies to get through and it's horrible and we were talking about it and like how all the power goes out in that and then two hours yeah. later all of the power
1: in Midtown goes out and I was like Mwah. which I, I was know. really scared I was like this is the beginning of Transformers we're all gonna die <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Sabrina was like, no way. It's just a power outage. It is New York, baby. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not from here. <laughs> so it was really, really scary. And we were, like, wandering through the darkness. And people were catcalling Sabrina. And I was just, like, walking behind. They were? Like, people yeah. were catcalling me? Yeah. And then I was your bodyguard. So. <laughs>
0: Thank
1: you. <laughs> you always are. <laughs> yeah, she didn't notice. But, yeah, it was so freaky. And I was so anticipating the worst of people. Because I was like, people are going to start breaking down, like, the storefronts cat-calling and stealing stuff. Catcalling is pretty bad. Not bad in my book compared to what I was thinking of. But I was very impressed with New York and all the New Yorkers directing traffic and, like, hanging out and adding things to the Snapchat stories so I could be aware of what
2: was going on. They it say really cool. it takes 10 days to, like, have civilization end. So had it lasted any longer.
1: Sabrina did give me a very good compliment, though. You said that I was the best person to be with if an apocalypse hit. And I was it's like, true. Thank you. Yeah. Corinne has many skills
2: that I think would make us survive. Although I do think maybe you would eat me if it came down to it. No. Like, if it really did, I am the weaker of us, too. Like, you could take me
1: on. You don't have enough... Substance to make it <laughs> worth it. I would go for someone else. We were actually this is so fucked up. But we were talking about it in Beetlejuice because it was like one of the only shows that actually had power and was going on. And we were like, I said, I said, what if all of us, all of the crowd, and all of the like cast and crew, we all have to band together, and this is the group that has to get us through the apocalypse. And Sabrina was like, Oh, would we eat the cast? And I was like, No, one hundred percent. No, they're so thin. We would definitely eat the other audience members first. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'm confused by this conversation because once upon a time when we were talking about that, sh- what's the Woodley, that woman's name? Jaylene Woodley. Yes. Uh-huh. We are talking about Drift, that movie that she's in, and she is vegetarian and she like doesn't want to eat the fish because she's vegetarian. And you were saying that you wouldn't either. But then you also are like the first person to say that you'd eat someone.
2: I wouldn't eat someone, I just like to talk about the possibility. If I had to, would I eat someone? It's a hypothetical. It doesn't okay. mean it will actually happen. With all in front of all your friends and family. You're saying it on stage. I know my mom's like so pissed that I'm like talking about eating people because <laughs> she raised me to be a vegetarian. Yes. Which actually I'm sorry mom, but uh we s- ate someone downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was going to tell a story. So when uh, Nick and I, like we're first starting a date when, um, and my mom came to LA and we went to dinner and Nick was like, I'm going to pick a vegan restaurant. I'm like, sit, we're going to like, you know, I'm going to really cater to her. And so we go, we're sitting down at this vegan restaurant. We're eating. And my mom goes, so Nick, do you eat meat in front of Sabrina? And we
1: both go, yes. (laughs) <laughs> and she was just like well I just don't think you should well I don't think you should eat vegetables in front of me they're gross <laughs> sick who's eating vegetables no one's eating Get food out. Everyone's. so tiny oh but they are drinking Yes, I am not drinking this weekend because I, as I described it to Sabrina, I am Moira Rose level of pharmacy right now. (laughs) I get sick every time I go to LA, my lungs cannot take the pollution. So I'm on so many drugs and just in case I have a coughing fit. I my inhaler up on stage, so <laughs> you might see me just duck down and... Better than yeah. <laughs> choking and I know. dying on yeah. stage. And Sabrina and I are sharing a bed, so she's really thrilled about this <laughs> trip here with me. Because I have to wake up at 1 a.m., 20 a.m. to get my flight. Showbiz, baby. Showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> there have been some really cool comedians to come through here. We were looking at the wall. So we feel honored. Yes. Thanks for coming out, guys. Yes.
2: So... Want to start us off? Yes. So we are going to talk about haunted bars and clubs, nightclubs. Yeah. Because we, um, you know, New York's the city that doesn't sleep, and... Every person I talked to yesterday about like, like, especially my high school friends and like friends from college who moved out here, I was like, what are you guys doing today? They're like, we're going to go bar hopping like all day and all night. Like, we're not going to sleep. Like, do you want to come? And I was like, no, no, (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, we're going to eat cheesy artichoke pizza and watch Beetlejuice. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're good. (laughs) It was the best. Yeah.
1: Soup. It's a soup. Artichoke pizza is soup, cheese soup. And people also start their days very late. I went to breakfast by myself because Sabrina left me. <laughs> but I went down in Greenwich, and I had breakfast by myself. And I was, like, the only one in the restaurant. And it was, like, 11 p.m. 11 a.m. P. And people started trickling in as I left. And everyone was like, wow, I can't believe it's already noon. And they were all talking about their evenings. And I was like, whatever. I was alone in that hotel room. And now I'm alone at <laughs> breakfast. So... New York (laughs) (laughs) what a life really authentic experience here (laughs) apparently everyone leaves though for the summer like weekends
2: everyone's Mm -hmm. gone so thanks for being here. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Weekend. Yeah. And if you guys do take home a ghost or, I don't know, get haunted here, someone starts scratching you, um, my sister is a physician assistant, so she will uh, perform any operation you need. And Sabrina will be doing the exorcist, yes. exorcism in the back. Mm-hmm. Although I have been um, watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy, so I feel like I can do my sister's job pretty well.
0: <laughs>
2: so we're good. We're safe here, guys. Don't worry. But, yes, we're going to do, we're going to about haunted bars and nightclubs. Because spirits, right? That's what we do. Yeah, talk about ghosts. That's what we do. Okay, I'll go if I have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about you take the night off? <laughs> okay, you got it. You got this. You'll yeah, it do it by yourself. Ours. Please give me your <laughs> Here, notes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm doing Captain Tony's Saloon, which is in Key West, Florida and you might know its name but based on your reaction that doesn't sound like you do uh, it is um, it was immortalized because uh, Jimmy Buffett talks about it or sings about it I guess in his song Last Mango in Paradise because his career started at this bar saloon so fun little history did you uh, write down the song? Can you give I said us Last Mango in Paradise oh did I sing it? Do I yeah talk? no oh, okay <laughs> no I can't sing alright Like, in my head, I want to be like, last mango in paradise, but I know that's wrong.
0: (laughs) I I just made that up.
1: (laughs) Catch us at Ellen Stardust Diner starting tomorrow. (laughs) Auditioning our way onto Broadway. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll make it.
2: Uh, Okay. So, Captain Tony's saloon. They call it an ex-morgue with bodies still buried in it riveting. It is. Uh, It's located at 428 Green Street in Key West, Florida, and it has some crazy history, legends, and ghosts. And it's said to be the oldest bar in Key West, but it wasn't always a bar. Like I said, it was an ex-morgue. So kind of like this. Yeah. It's exactly like this. This is why Mm -hmm. you did this. I planned this. I planned that this was a mortuary before, Mm -hmm. because in a past life, I made sure that all of the stars aligned for this specific night. So, before it was a morgue, it was a, it was the, the land had a tree which was used for hangings, public hangings, and judgments and all this stuff. And a few articles said that at least 75 people had been hanged there, but then another one said 16, so I'm going to say 300 probably is like a good number. <laughs> uh, there were many pirates that were hanged Ooh. there. Mm-hmm. So, there are some pirate ghosts at Captain Tony's. More and then suitors. <laughs> More possible suitors for Corinne. <laughs> and uh, there was also a woman who had murdered her whole family and she apparently like showed up to this area covered in blood in her blue dress and they hanged her immediately. And so... Her ghost has been seen, and she's always wearing her blue dress, and always is covered in blue. And apparently, she's crying, calling for her family. So she's a blue lady. She's and a blue so lady. They have a white lady. Well, and then also apparently, she when they hanged her, she it took her a really long time to die, and oh. so she turned blue. And so they say that's why she's a blue lady. Also, this tree. You think, okay, maybe when they build over the land, they get rid of the tree. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's still there. It's in the middle of the bar. So when you're like drinking and hanging out, there's the hanging tree right next to you. And apparently, this guy was drinking at the bar one night. He was like hanging out with his friends. And they were like, oh, I dare you to touch the tree. And so he did. And he put both of his hands on the tree. And he continues drinking, hanging out. And an hour later, he starts feeling intense burning on his hands. And he suffered a third degree burn on his hands. And they say it's because he touched the tree. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so don't touch the tree. Um, It actually, like, it extends through the roof, so the whole building is just built around it. But then Hurricane Irma took off majority of the top of it. But it's still there, so you can drink with it. Then, uh, after... After it was like the public hanging location, it was constructed, a building was constructed in 1852, and it functioned as an ice house and the city morgue simultaneously at the same time, (laughs) because where do you put your dead bodies except for a cool, isolated place that, you know, they won't start smelling? But uh, then where do you buy your ice? The morgue, of course. (laughs) It makes sense. Uh, And... um, Unfortunately, in 1865, another hurricane hit Key West, Florida, and it took the structure of the morgue slash ice house with it, and all of these bodies started washing through Key West, and they said that they've only ever found one of those bodies after the, like, hurricane hit. And then they ended up burying the body in the, like, as they were rebuilding the structure, they buried the body in a wall with, like, a bunch of holy water around it and that wall is still there and then when like the guy tony who owned the building and made it captain tony's rebuilt they like made sure to like not touch that wall and they just left the body in the wall so you're not only drinking with a hanging tree you're also drinking with at least one dead body
1: so, okay it's i'm just really thinking about how the holy water is around the body i'm confused about that part like maybe they like poured it on they like, sprinkled around it the body but then doesn't the wall get all rotted? I have questions for Tony. Okay.
2: <laughs> Tony didn't build this. This was before Tony. Tony actively chose to keep this, though. That's true. <laughs> hey, he did pretty well for himself. Um, okay, and then in the 1890s, it was a wireless telegraph station that apparently was, like, a big deal in the Spanish-American War in the 1898. And then in 1912, it became a cigar factory, and then it was later a bordello, which I learned is a fancy word for brothel. Mm-hmm. I think bordello sounds nicer. Yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> I'll have a nice uh, bordello, please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: and uh, apparently, oh no, just kidding. I don't can't read. Apparently,
1: um, this is why you need to do size 17 font. Like that probably would have been better. <laughs> she goes, "How many pages are yours?" I was like six, but like three. <laughs> probably in real life in real life? What is this? Is this just fantasy?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after it was the bordello, it became a... uh, Gay bar, which was then closed because the Navy wouldn't allow people to go to it. So that was very sad. It went bankrupt. And then the prohibition struck, and so it became a different series of speakeasies, and they produced um, bootleg rum called Hoover Gold. And during the time of the speakeasies, there was this young woman who came to the, the speakeasy. And she was bring, she brought her crying baby with her, and she was looking for her husband, because her husband had left her alone with her crying baby, brand-new-born baby, and brand spanking new.
0: Branded. Off the shelf. And new, <laughs>
2: fresh
1: out of the you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, she was looking for her husband, and she found him sitting with a bunch of sex workers and lots of drinks, and just drunk as can be, laughing, and she lost her shit. And apparently suffered from a mental breakdown and went to the bathroom with her baby and killed her child. Oh, my God. And uh, Sabrina, left it... always choose the worst things. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I have a
1: dark spirit.
2: <laughs> what?
1: She says with joy in her eyes.
2: Uh, and then uh, she left it in the bathroom and left. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um... And I'll move on. Fast forward to the 1930s, and this local named Joe Russell, nicknamed Jossie, rented the property. And he created what is now the famous Sloppy Joe's Bar that was in 1933. And Ernest Hemingway was actually a frequent visitor there, and he claimed that he did his best writing when he was in Key West, and he would work until 3, and he would drink some... Then he would go to Sloppy Joe's Bar and drink a bunch of beer and hang out with his friends. And... Uh, in 1937, the landlord of the property then raised the rent by like one dollar per week, which so it was like three dollars a week to four dollars a week, which I really wish was my rent now. And uh, and Joe was just like, I think that's his name. Did I say Joe? No, that's I what don't the remember. restaurant was called. Yeah, Joe, that's his name. Uh, Joe was like, I don't want to pay for this. So he, in the middle of the night, right before re-signing the lease, had all of his like customers and people come over in the middle of the night, and they just picked up all the furniture and moved it down the street to an empty building, and just like, left the Sloppy Joe's building, and they're like, we're moving. Who got this free furniture? Who
1: was the lucky person at this other building? No, it was They moved their restaurant there. Oh, I thought they were just like, fuck this, throw my stuff over there, I'm out. (laughs) I was like, wow, to be that powerful. (laughs) No, 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 they reopened it. But uh,
2: Hemingway apparently helped with this move, and he wanted to take the urinal... For himself <laughs> like of all the things he could choose he chose to take the My urinal
0: favorite urinal
2: <laughs> and it's currently a cat trough which is now at his hemingway house which is a museum in key west and uh, i looked it up because i was like what the hell does that look like and it does not look like a t- like a typical urinal it's actually this like beautiful marble vase type looking thing with like a little I don't know. What's the bottom of the urinal called? Anyway, know. it has like this little... Like, it looks like a cat dish now, and it has, it has water in it, and all the cats drink it, because at Hemingway's museum, they have like 60 uh, polydactyl cats, which is like the cats with six... Polydactyl? Toes. Yeah, they have like six toes. Oh. <laughs>
1: Pterodactyl. <that sounds>
2: <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Dinosaurs are back! <laughs> They're no longer extinct! <laughs> Where have you been hiding these? <laughs> Uh, but so they drink out of Hemingway's urinal. Um, back to the ghost. So Saucy Joe's was now like it moved and went to a different location. And then in 1940, uh, again another gay bar opened in this location. But again, the Navy wouldn't let them wouldn't let any of the Navy go to the bar, or they'd get like kicked out or something. I don't know. So anyway, the bar then closed down again and then in 1958 this man named Captain Tony he's not a captain of any kind. He just got a nickname, Captain Tony. Mm -hmm. Uh, He bought the bar and Tony is actually really interesting. He's from New Jersey. Shout out to New Jersey. And uh, his name was originally Anthony Terracino, and his father was a bootlegger. So when Tony reached ninth grade, he decided to drop out of school and join his father during the Prohibition era and sell booze. And then Tony, unfortunately, got caught up in that world and got addicted to gambling. And uh, if you're familiar with New Jersey, you know the New Jersey Mafia. And uh, he ended up having a massive debt to the mafia. And so one night in the middle of the night, the mafia went to his house and uh, beat him up and left him for dead. And he survived. So he was like, I'm out, I'm moving to Key West. And that's what he did. And he moved to Key West and he started anew. And he had 13 children with uh, three different women, which just hurts my uterus, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like so much, (laughs) 13. Yeah. No matter how many each of those women had, they they had a lot of children. (laughs) They had a lot. Um, And then he bought the building on the land, which used to be Sloppy Joe's, in 1958. And then he created Captain Tony's saloon. And he expanded the saloon over the years. So he was the person who then built the extension to the building, which added the part that had the tree in the middle. And then he also expanded it to have a pool room, which is where he made sure to keep the wall that has the body in it, and he built the pool room around that. But that is not the only body they found in the building. So they're digging out the ground to build the like pool room extension, and they found 13,
1: 13, 13 dead bodies. Wait, and he had 13 children, you're saying? <laughs> I have questions for Tony. I was like, I don't have answers for you. <laughs> one um, dead body for each child.
2: <laughs> it's, like Game, it's like Game of Thrones, how like they all get dire wolves. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you use your dead body, dead take body. care of it. They all run in. I want that one. No, I want that one.
1: Fun life. <laughs> been.
2: And so no one really knows where these bodies are from or like who they belong to. Um, but... There was one body that they were able to identify because along with all these bodies, there was actually a grave marker. And it was a grave marker of a woman named Elvira Drew. And Elvira was actually in her mid-teens, and she was married to an abusive and alcoholic man who was in his 50s. So basically, she was it was like an arranged marriage, and mm-hmm. she was very young. And her husband was just a shitty guy. And so when she was 19 in 1822, her husband was like beating up on her. And in self-defense, she killed him. But in that time, self-defense wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. And so she was hanged for killing her husband. And so that makes me think that the other bodies were also other people that were hanged. Maybe pirates. Yes. Maybe your boyfriends. Perhaps. And, um... And so because of this, and they felt so bad for Elvira, because it clearly, like, she shouldn't have been hanged for a crime like that. And so they took her grave marker and put it right next to the hanging tree. So when you go into the bar, you see the hanging tree, and then there's a grave marker right there, and it's Elvira's.
1: But also, it's like they just moved her to where she was murdered. It's like, let me remind you of your <laughs> awful end. That's like someone yeah, drowns, yeah. and you just dropped the gravestone right at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> it's a little weird. Well, maybe she doesn't have an attachment to it, and they just wanted to pay homage to her. Okay. I uh, yeah, it's uh, the t- intention. Yeah, yes. yeah. There's the thought that counts. Yeah.
2: But guess what? That's not the only gravestone in the bar because when there's one, there's obviously two, and <laughs> <laughs> math. <laughs> thinking about it is like when a person kills one person, they're probably going to then kill another person so then they have two bodies next to each other and even if it's an unmarked grave, it's a
1: grave, you know? It's once you get a taste for murder.
0: <laughs> Just kidding.
2: So the other one belongs to Reba Sawyer and she was a Key West native who lived from 1900 to 1950 and when she died, her husband started sorting through all of her things and all her belongings and found... Letters between Reba and another man. Ooh, ooh, Reba. Uh-huh. And her husband was so furious. And apparently in the letters it detailed like the their meeting place and it was the the building that Captain Tony's now lives in. Mm-hmm. And so he took her gravestone, literally cut out her gravestone from the ground and brought it to this building and just dumped it there. It was like, You wanna be here with your lover? Then be here. Oh, so now they have. It's actually
1: the- a pretty good idea. I really like that. That's like really good revenge.
2: Is it? I think so. Okay, if anyone's looking for revenge, guys, now you know what to do. But they have to be dead first, so you gotta kill them and then do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. We don't promote killing here. I take that all back. No,
1: we've both been fingerprinted. <laughs> we would never. <laughs> hide the body downstairs <laughs> no. the one that we ate <laughs> this is turning into a dark show this we is supposed to be about joking. ghosts <laughs> well there's a ghost
2: now yeah, yeah. Um, only one way to get them <laughs> Okay, so Tony owned the bar, and he, was own, he owned it until 1989. And then in 1989, he became mayor of Key West. And apparently, he had like, run for mayor for 28 years, so he really,
1: he really deserved wow. it at that point, yeah. I guess. Uh,
2: and so People just
1: felt bad for him at that
0: point.
2: Well, although it did say, although granted it was his own Wikipedia page, so maybe before he died, he like, edited it to add this. <laughs> uh, he, it said that he was like the most beloved man in Key West. Oh, Tony. Tony. Uh, and then he died in 2008 of lung and heart ailments at the age of 90. He lived a good life. So he almost was beaten to death and killed by the mafia and then lived to be 90 years old. That's awesome. And it was mayor
1: of Key West. And he lived in Florida and survived. That's like where all the crime <laughs> happened. That's true.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's true. Which also makes sense why this bar exists. Yeah. It's like the weirdest thing. We love it. It's great. Uh, so now um, it's still named Captain Tony's Saloon because the guy who bought it was like, I'm going to pay homage to this man who created this cool, funky bar, and it's really Good. successful. So it is as is. And um, there are many ghosts. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so there's the lady in blue. And like I said, people hear her crying and like asking for her family. Mm-hmm. So uh, she has lots of regret. And she also tends to tap people on their shoulders. But the more common and like, haunting that most people experience is actually uh, the haunting that people think is related to the woman who killed the child in the bathroom. And so in the woman's bathroom, people will like, get locked in the stall doors, and then they like, can't get out. Mm-hmm. And other, there's another woman who was trying to go into the bathroom and she gets into like, she goes to the first stall and it's locked, but she like, doesn't hear anyone in there. And so she goes to another stall, and the door to the bathroom just, like, slams, like, shut, like, a, but, like, it was Ugh. already shut, and then someone yeah. starts banging on it really loud, but it's from the inside, yeah. and so she, like, mid-pee, like, opens her stall door. <laughs> I made that part up. Uh, <laughs> At least you're honest. I got carried away, guys. But um, she, she then, like, finishes. She hurries up, quickly pees, uh, and then opens the stall door, and, like, no one's there. So she, like, gets out of there as fast as possible. And then, again, decides to go to the bathroom there. I guess when you drink alcohol, it makes sense. You have to mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Uh, she... Wait, sorry. This is so... <laughs> during the earthquake that hit in California, we were in Palm Springs, and it was like a three-point something that hit Palm Springs, but it was a seven-point something that was like nearby. And one of our friends was going to the bathroom and was like do I try to stop it and join the rest, or do I just die here? Maybe. <laughs> and they decided they weren't paying. They were going to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't an easy whoop, whoop, you know? Mm, yeah. And they decided that they would die there. so They, <laughs> they stayed in that bathroom until the earthquake was over. <laughs> I probably would have done the same. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, I forget where I was oh, bathroom, oh, she yeah. so, but then so she had to go back again to the bathroom before she left, and she again tries the first stall and it's locked, and so she goes into the same stall that she was in before, and then she starts hearing banging on the outside of her stall door, and no feet, like no one's under there, like no one's on the other side, and she's like. I'm stuck again. But so she finally gets out, and then as she's washing her hands, again the bathroom door opens and shuts like by itself, and like slams shut. No one was there. Um, That
1: honestly, that happens to me almost every day at work. It's. I know it's weird to say but like during the daytime I work like kind of the we get to choose our hours So I work like later and go in later So I'm the last person in the office and during the day when I go into the bathroom and no one else is in the stalls Nothing happens. It's fine. But at night every time I go in to use the bathroom doors will open and close and will flush on their own I'm always in there with someone I
2: bet you they're with you during
1: the day, but they're like, well, I guess there are other people. Just
2: I'll just watch Corinne pee, and I'll do it
1: later. <laughs> Peeking over the stall. <laughs> You're doing really good today. You drank a lot of water. <laughs>
2: uh... <laughs> And then according to a post on Southeastern Ghost Blog, I'm sure you'll all go look that up after this, uh, a woman and her friend went to Key West and they were visiting for the first time, this was 2004, and they're staying at a hotel room and this girl, she wakes up in the middle of the night and is like having a nightmare and she sees this like figure standing at the end of her bed and she's saying like, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And then she says, Captain Tony's Saloon, which is like great advertising guys,
0: like Yeah. <laughs>
2: (laughs) your ghost to do your bidding Uh, but so she like gets this weird feeling and she's like oh my gosh like I think something bad happened to this woman at Captain Tony's. So she goes with her friend. She like, wakes up in the morning she's like, we're going to Captain Tony's saloon.
1: That and also means that the spirits are so aware of what it's become too. Yes. Because it wasn't Captain Tony's when most of them were Mm-mm. either murdered or died in that area. That's why they put their gravestones there. That's so wild. They're a part of Captain Tony's now.
2: Uh, and so she, she tells her friend and her friend's like, okay, that's weird, but like, sure, let's go. And so they go to Captain Tony's and... She immediately walks straight to the tree, and she goes, "This ghost is attached to this tree." And sure enough, she feels the energy of this like spirit that was in her bedroom last night, the night before. And the and she like just gets this like idea in her head that this woman was hanged on the tree, and she was innocent. So I think maybe it was Reba who who um, in self defense killed her Mm -hmm. husband the blue lady Mm -hmm. no blue lady is the one
1: who killed her family oh god so many so many (laughs) so many ghosts
2: yeah uh and then her friend took a photo of her and she is like covered their orbs like all around the tree yeah yeah Uh, And now the current owner, his name is Joe Farber, he is like, ghosts aren't real, but I do have a few things that I don't really know how to explain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so he said one night alone, he was there around like 4 a.m., and he hears a voice calling out to him. And so he got up from his desk to investigate, but then saw that no one was there. And then he walked to the back of the bar and noticed that the back doors were completely unlocked. And he was like about to head out. And he would have left the bar unlocked. this ghost was like telling him to lock the doors. And then, a few years later, he had the same voice call out to him. And it said, don't leave. And Joe ran to check the back doors, and they were locked. And so he was like, OK, like, there's nothing out of the ordinary. So he went home. And then that night at 6 AM, he got a call from the local police. And they said that they had found a young girl's body. <gasps> outside who had like she apparently had completed suicide by overdosing and her body was found outside of captain tony's and so he's like i keep wondering and i keep like thinking about like what if i had stayed because i had listened to that voice would i have been able to save that girl's life um but apparently ghosts aren't real to joe i don't know believe what you gotta believe uh but yeah it's very sad he yeah yeah um but the bar has a real spooky past, and uh, it's still open today. And it actually is like weird looking. It has a, the hanging tree. It has like these gravestones. It has a pool table next to a dead body. And then also there are like people for some reason like leave their bras there, or like bring your own bra and like hang it up from the ceiling. And then there are like all these business cards and license plates like all over the walls. And
1: yeah, how big is this place? Seems like they have a
2: lot of property. I think they squeeze things in really okay. tight. Okay. Yeah, right. um, we should go. BYOB.
1: BYOB, bring your own bra. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you
1: think that's how it got started? Someone got confused about what BYOB was? Oh, probably. Oh, Aw, <laughs> cute.
2: That's cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or they just got real drunk and took their bra Woohoo! off and were like,
2: hey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Captain Tony's Saloon, the haunted bar uh, in Key West, Florida.
0: Boo.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, so, Boo. Yay. Small polite clap. <laughs> I also love that shirt. It says, Ew, David. Oh, <laughs>
2: nice.
1: I didn't notice it before I referenced Moira, so that was good. If was you guys nice. don't get the reference, it's Shit's Creek. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Shit's Creek, you've got to watch yeah, it. It's amazing. Ew. <laughs> Okay, What'd I do. I did one that's actually, it has a lot of parallels with yours. It's quite similar. So I did Shaker's Cigar Bar, which has been on my radar since basically we started the podcast because I feel yeah. like every time I look up like most haunted place or like places to go that's haunted in America or whatever, Shaker's Cigar Bar always comes up. It's in um, Milwaukee and the bar is located in the historic Walker's Point area of Milwaukee and the building itself was built back in 1894. So it's not if you think about it, it's not actually that old, and there are many haunted places here in New York that are a lot older. Um, but like it this is. Place. Like this place. <laughs> yes, Old Mortuary. <laughs> um. But it was built in 1894, and it was originally used as the Schultz Brewery Cooperage House. So they used to build these big barrels to, like, brew beer in and put beer in and ship it around. And then in 1905, just a decade after it was built, it was turned into a distribution center. So since its birth, it was, like, kind of—it was for alcohol. It was for partying and fun. And— Then the Prohibition Era hit, and it was 1922, and it wasn't legal for Schultz Brewery to brew beer anymore. And so it was taken over by the ABC Soda Company, and this soda company used the same style barrels as the Schultz Brewery did to distribute their soda. But it's Mm. the Prohibition Era. It was not soda. They were importing alcohol from Canada... Canadians, um, very smart, so smart, yeah. Wow. And it was in these big. Well, how smart is it though? Because they were literally using the same barrels that used to be used for alcohol. They just called it a soda company. I don't know. Did but it they work? Did it. it worked. Well, then there you go. It worked. And then they didn't. They didn't clean up the outside at all. So the outside of the building still had like soot and coal and everything from how, when it was a factory, a working factory before. So from the outside, it totally looked like it was a soda company, like it was just this kind of run-down place that was just used, and you know not really, the outside wasn't taken care of. But on the inside, if you went around the corner and down the hall or down the alleyway, you'd find a secret entrance, and if you went in, you'd enter a speakeasy. And then if you went to the top two stories, because it's a three-story building, so there's like a basement and then the three stories above ground level, and if you went to the top two stories, it was a brothel. A bordello. A bordello. <laughs> a nice red bordello. I like it dry. Hints of oak. <laughs> yes, a bordello. And so you're like, well, how the fuck does this happen? How does someone get away with this? Well, it was because Al Capone and his gang owned this soda company and this brothel and this illegal distribution of alcohol and this speakeasy. So, well. They get away with a lot, Al Capone and his gang. He really so, did. He really did. He really did. Everyone knows who Al Capone is. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a family name. <laughs> Everyone knows. <else. laughs> uh, So there's also a lot of history surrounding the building, not just with the activity that's gone on and like the different um, people who have gone into it and the different businesses that was run. But actually, like the physical building itself was built with different parts of other buildings. So it wasn't just like, hey, like hit up the forest for some wood, like let's see about that like metal wielding person. That's how you build stuff. If you guys didn't know, construction is my second job. This is why I want Corinne to be my buddy. There's the end of the world. Because I know words and how things work. going to go to? Yeah. But they, they ended up going and grabbing pieces from all these different... Uh, companies and buildings and things that were going out of business or were just like getting redone so most of the building itself even like the decorations inside even like the tin so on the first story there's this like beautiful tin ceiling if you look up and it was from the uh, Plankinton mansion so that closed like a few decades ago and they took all of this like metal all this tin from it and put it and it's like this beautiful decoration on the ceiling so all like basically all of this building is from somewhere else. So all these pieces are from somewhere else. All these pieces have other stories. Oh, yes, we've good. always wondered about this. Yes, and this is it. <laughs> it has it. So it's super super pu- beautiful. Um, it's it looks like a period building, and they still have many of the authentic. Um, like artifacts and they haven't really done much in terms of switching it out or restoration like it's pretty authentic it's pretty much as it was and so a lot of photographers go and um, shoot there and it's been in movies there is a movie I put this in for you because of Warner Brothers so in the 1990s there was a Warner Brothers movie Dillinger I don't think it got good reviews but (laughs) it's about a bank robber an American bank robber and they shot a lot of it at Shaker's Cigar Bar so it's super, super beautiful. They have this, like, extensive collection of different beers and whiskeys, and I'm a whiskey drinker, so I'm like, ooh, I want to go. And Although she did not have her shot of Fireball before this show. Because I'm a pharmacy right now. <laughs> I'm nervous that I'll be a little too cray-cray on stage. I'll take off my bra and hang it on the ceiling.
0: <laughs> so, Byob be a good show.
1: I heard it was B-Y-O-B, <So>. Can you imagine? <laughs> now, now I want to get do this it. girl a shot of fireball. <laughs> no! <laughs> boo! No, but like really boo, no. <laughs> um... But if you go to Shaker's Cigar Bar and you're outside and you're like looking at this beautiful building before you go in, you may notice in the second story window there is a sign. It's a neon sign. But this neon sign does not say open. It doesn't say closed. It doesn't say like Shaker's Cigar Bar or anything. It doesn't say anything at all, but it's very telling because it's the shape Of a ghost, so it tells everybody on the street that this place is haunted. I want a, I want a sign like that. I know it's a nice little warning, and it's like a cute little ghost. I'm gonna put it in like a weird closet in my apartment.
2: Like (laughs) someone goes in, they freak out, and then tell people,
1: "I have a secret room to show you." (laughs) I've always wondered that. I've always like dreamed of my future house. Like my style is very, it's a little farmhousey. It's like very like white to neutrals, Mm -hmm. and I always dream up of like one day when I have my own home I'm gonna have a room that's like also for like my ghost my murder and stuff (laughs) (laughs) and so it's gonna be like locked and be like don't go in there and then one day someone will be like I must go in like Corinne's out by her big pool and tending to her garden and her pigs so now is my chance to go in (laughs) and they'll go in it will be the fucking craziest little red room and everyone will be scared there's a bunch of red because of blood like <laughs>
2: I want an, I want dream. a secret room like a like yeah. behind a bookcase where it's just a but bunch no one of would pterodactyl
1: cats flying around the room <laughs> <laughs> secrets Okay, so they advertise that this place is haunted, and they do a ton of tours there, so they're definitely not shy at Shaker Cigar Bar about this place being haunted. Uh, it's thought to have many, many spirits. Possibly some spirits came with the—do you need my inhaler?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll toss it. It's had steroids, so I've been, like, shaking a little bit. Um, so they think that some of the spirits may have come like with the actual pieces that built this property, but also there's been so much that's gone on and so much death that's happened in this place that so that could also contribute to it. Uh, inside of Shaker's Zagar Bar there's a painting of a woman and her name is Molly, and she's definitely not the only haunted painting. There's a million haunted paintings. Not a million, there's like two. <laughs> there are so many haunted paintings. <laughs> Math. Because you it's know, okay. when you have a million, you have two. <laughs> yeah. Um... But there are these other paintings, or I guess they're not paintings, they're photographs. And to any patron that's walking through, you might not think anything of these photographs. They're just ordinary photographs of people, you would think. But to the people who work in Shaker's Cigar Bar, who pass by these photographs all the time, something odd is happening to them they are being altered they are changing so one of the photos is of a person and over time over the years this painting this person has grown horns in the painting or in the photograph and then in another one this person's feet are exposed in the photograph and their feet are just only their feet so it's not like some weird like bleeding of the photograph. It's just their feet are elongating to this like very unnatural <laughs> length. Which that's is really so dark weird. It's so creepy Like what would cause that? I don't know Something that's just like I'm playing the long game here <laughs> it to be really unsettling Slowly they start coming out Yeah of the Yeah painting. Just a little hand A little scratch Oh A little tear Just appears oh, over the years And then the person's missing A little eye just peeks through Fuck I'm gonna do that When I'm a ghost 100% <laughs> Getting ideas Everyone watch your back Alright Okay, we're really nice
2: people, guys. Like, we're not going to murder you. We won't eat you. We may... We're
1: not going to haunt this you. This theater will never invite us back. They're like, who the fuck are these girls? I thought this was a paranormal comedy podcast. <laughs> we love dead people, too. That's what ghosts are. Okay, so also... In the restroom, mm-hmm. the women's restroom in Shaker's cigar bar is haunted. Which it's like that's so unfair to women. We already have to wait so long for the bathroom, and now the, only the women's bathroom is haunted. Well, that's in why we go in groups. Yes, that to is fight why the girls ghosts. go together. Always, <laughs> you always wanted to know. Yeah, he's like brain blast. <laughs> 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 you learned the secrets. Now we'll have to kill you. <laughs> Sorry, I need to. <laughs> we need to stop. It's only me. <laughs> we need to stop. It's a partnership. <laughs> Okay, but in the women's restroom, people will come in contact with the spirit of a little girl. Because this property, before it was this alcohol distribution center, before it brewed beer and was brothel and all these other things, this land was both an apple orchard and a cemetery. They backed up to each other. Kind of Beautiful so this I thought it was like the ice
2: house and more combo where it's like apple trees growing over the You pick your apples you wave to your dead uncle
0: (laughs)
1: it's a good day Yeah, (laughs) family outing (laughs) so this little girl named Elizabeth she was climbing an apple tree because I think we've all seen apple trees they're super tempting they're low to the ground and their branches are like all curved so as a child you're like oh my god this is sick I'm gonna climb this bitch and so Elizabeth (laughs) she climbs up the apple tree and she she falls. And apple trees aren't that tall but she's a little girl and the way that she falls actually breaks her neck and she dies oh. instantly. You thought my story was dark. Yours was darker than this. Well I think. I don't know. I'm biased because this is my story. <laughs> Mine is better. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> this is how the podcast ends. <laughs> so Elizabeth, she still haunts the area. She haunts the land. But what's on the land now is Shaker's Cigar Bar. So women will go into the bath And they'll think that they're alone in the bathroom. And they'll be in the stall, and then they'll be startled because someone will knock. Just like a little polite knock. And then they'll be like, and they'll look down and in the crack underneath the stall, they'll see a little girl's feet in like 19th century shoes, period clothing. But then when they come out, no one is in the bathroom, but it's believed to be Elizabeth because she's a known person who had passed away in that area. And this apparition matches Elizabeth's story. So she haunts the women's restroom. And to try to appease Elizabeth, I think, the new owner who took over Shaker's Cigar Bar and really made it Shaker Cigar Bar back in, like, the 1986 or something, and I, I wrote it down somewhere. Um, I'll get there eventually. We'll know the date, because I know that's what everyone cares most about. Uh, but he was like, let's appease Elizabeth. Like, let's put up a little photo of a girl. And it's like, this is my little gift to Elizabeth. So he put it up in the bathroom, and either she loves it or she hates it. I'm not sure, because... Oftentimes, they'll go into the restaurant, and the photo that was in the bathroom is then moved into the main cigar bar restaurant area. So I'm like, either she's like, this is awesome. I want everyone to see this. This is my photo. Everyone look at me. Or she's like, this shit is stupid. Get out of my room. (laughs) But also, like, get out of the bathroom. Or wait, what if the photograph itself is haunted and it's moving itself around and we're just blaming Elizabeth? It's the ghost that's doing the like horns and stuff. Yes. Cracked it. (laughs) Done. We'll tell them. We'll send our our press release to them. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's like the first floor. That's everything that's going on on the first floor. There are still the basement and the two top floors as well. There's a ton of activity going on. And down in the basement, there have been Confederate soldiers seen, these spirits of Confederate soldiers. And there's also this really big, uh, heavy, black safe. And this really big, heavy, black safe keeps getting moved around. And they believe that the Confederate soldiers are moving the safe around, like this really, really heavy safe. I just imagine them at night, like when no one's there, like trying really hard to break it open, yeah, trying like, to crack it, to, like try to pull it yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they're trying to hide it from the spirit of the mobsters that are also haunting uh-huh. basements. Maybe they're trying to be good ghosts. So back in the day when Al Capone's gang was still in charge of this bar, there were a uh, Politicians and officials who were, of course, like in with the mob, and they would come to this speakeasy to illegally drink and hang out and, you know, do business. And there was one night when a big fight broke out, and two of the officials that were there illegally drinking were murdered on the spot right there and died inside of Yikes. the speakeasy, inside of what's now Shaker's cigar bar. And it's believed that possibly. Uh, the bodies are still there because there is this line in the foundation of the basement that is a three foot by seven foot line. So it's like, hmm, that's kind of the size of a coffin or it's the size of two men if you, you know, put them on their side sides by side. Yeah, side by side so they think that maybe they're still buried there and there have been a ton of psychics and mediums who've come in and tried to make contact with these spirits and see like who the heck is here and like who if that's actually like a coffin or a burial site if i, I own that building i would need to know right well they're trying well oh you mean like you'd crack it open why wouldn't you <laughs> Because it's uh, scary. <laughs> it's scary. I don't know. scary to find out. Yeah. Rather just theorize. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Because how disappointing if you open it and there's nothing. <laughs> That's true. That would be sad. It's better to just keep the dead bodies where they are and tell everyone where they are. And so uh, all of these psychics, they have made contact with the spirits. And they're, they're not really sure if it's actually the dead mobsters there. But they do believe that there's a lot of the bodies um, or spirits from the cemetery that used to be there that are now. Shaken up, shaken up by a shaker cigar bar. <laughs> and they might be like this line might actually literally be from like a coffin or what was once an indentation of a coffin in the cemetery because there are still so many dead bodies below shaker cigar bar. Because when this was a cemetery, when they were going to build over it, the people who had their loved ones in the cemetery were contacted and it was like, Hey, I know you already paid all of this money to bury your loved one, but now we want your money again to remove your loved one from the space that you thought was going to be their eternal rest. So a bunch of people were like, I can't do that. Or I don't know. It was back in the day. Like what if they moved their address and then they didn't get their snail mail. <laughs> so their, their loved ones stayed within the ground. So Shaker's cigar bar is quite literally built on top of a ton of dead bodies. Uh. Crazy. Um, and then, with all of this death, of course, it attracts darker energy. And so, in the basement, they've seen a ton of shadow figures. Nope. These little crouching and peeking and darting dark shadows. Yikes. They haven't done anything like that besides just, you know, appear and spook people, but they're there with the mobsters and the Confederate soldiers and all the people from the graveyard. <sighs> so, if we move past the basement. We already covered the first floor. Let's move upstairs to the bordello, mm-hmm. to the brothel. So upstairs, this the second and the third story was used during Al Capone's era, his reign of owning this building. <coughs> he um, ran a brothel out of the two top floors. And in one of these two top floors there is a room and i couldn't figure out what was behind it because it didn't say anywhere it just said there's one room that's always kept locked and no one goes in which of course i'm like the staff probably knows but they're not telling any of the public but i like thinking that like that's the epicenter of where all the ghosts congregate and they scheme and they're like what should we do today it's your red room it's the red room (laughs) it's totally the red room okay so upstairs in the That's very
2: like, the birth control alarm you know like
0: <laughs> time to take your birth control
2: it
1: totally is
2: <laughs> she's like totally of her. is I'm a psychic awesome. <laughs>
1: All right, well, upstairs in the very top room is the penthouse. And in the penthouse, this is a room that you can actually stay in today. So it was once used as a brothel, but for like $350 a night, you can go up and stay in the penthouse. And it... I heard it's kind of nice. There's a queen-size bed. There's a jacuzzi. (laughs) There's a fireplace. They give you, like, period-style absinthe absinthe drinks, complimentary. And also what's complimentary is the uh, stalking and haunting of a dead brothel worker (laughs) (laughs) that will touch you at night. Now, so uh, she—remember when I said— earlier that there was a painting of a woman, Molly. Mm -hmm. So Molly is the one that was the brothel worker and she was murdered on the job. She was like the A girl. She was the it girl. She was the girl that everyone came to that hoped to like see Molly. So while there were two stories of the brothel, the very top floor was the penthouse and that was Molly's room. That was, she lived there full time. She worked there full time. She was put up there to work and she was just like the one everyone wanted to see. But her childhood friend was very jealous of her, and he also worked with Al Capone's game, gang. His name is Patrick, and he really wanted Molly all to himself. And so he ended up hacking her to death and murdered her, and he put her body in the walls. Molly was <laughs> 16 years old when wow. she was working as a sex worker and was brutally hacked to death by Patrick. Yours is definitely darker than yeah. mine. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> um, and then when the current owner of Shaker's Cigar Bar went through and was like doing little renovations and touch-ups, he upstairs was working with... Or the construction workers opened up the wall and they found a ton of bones. And so they immediately called the police because they were like, oh my God, what the hell did we just find? And the right. police go and they're like looks like human bones and so they send it off to the experts and the experts are like oh yes this is indeed human bones and uh, these bones are about 70 years old so this is around the time when molly had been murdered so it's very much believed that this is molly they didn't do any more investigation into it because there were so many other things going on in milwaukee you know like Jeffrey Dahmer, (laughs) stuff like that. So they didn't really prioritize these 70-year-old bones, so the investigation kind of stopped right there. Um, But it's believed that Molly and her murderer Patrick still haunt the place. So Patrick's wish was to have Molly all to himself, and it sounds like that's what he got. Their spirits are still together in the penthouse. Uh, He tends to be more quiet they do do tours at Shaker Cigar Bar, and they'll use the, um, the what are they called? The, the Yeah. And they'll use those rods, and they've made contact with Patrick through those rods. But with Molly, she's much more outgoing, and she's much more mischievous, and she is much more vocal with her actions. Um, and she will, when people stay, spend the night in her room in the penthouse, she likes to take their shoes while they're sleeping at night and move them into the sink the next day, so it's like very obvious that something happened, and she'll do she'll do little small things. She'll like move someone's glasses or like a water cup or is like she, little tiny things. Is she saying like their shoes smell? Like wash them? Like, maybe what is it? that could be, or it's like no shoes by the bed. Uh. I don't know. Maybe it's one of her rules. But there's a bunch of people like. Skeptics will go and they'll be like, oh, I mean, or like write an, a news article or like whatever and get a lot of clicks because I'll write like that I spent the night in this room and that nothing happened and it's all fake. Hmm. And there have been a bunch of them and I read a bunch of them and all of them are like, ghosts aren't real and "Shaker's cigar bar is not haunted. But there was this one weird thing that happened <laughs> to me in the penthouse that I can't really explain and it's definitely not paranormal, but I know I didn't do that and that was moved and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, kind of like yours. It's yeah. like, okay, well... Molly moved your shit. That's what happened. Yeah. You just don't want to recognize it because it's the, scary.
2: Or the people who own the building are creeping on you and watching you while you sleep and moving your shoes.
1: That happened. When? There? It was in the... No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the news, though, that there was this... I always get confused about like what I actually read in the news and what our listeners will email us. I don't remember whose story belongs to what, but there was an instance where... It was more recently where someone um, had... They thought this place was haunted because people would find photographs, like, in their luggage of them sleeping.
0: And it was really
1: the woman who owned the inn would, like, creep in and take pictures of people. <laughs> I'm going to do that to you tonight.
0: I'm
2: going to wake up for my flight at 1 and just take a photos.
1: <laughs> really cute. Check our Instagram later. <laughs> no. <laughs> So the staff has also t- experienced a ton of things. They've heard stilettos, so they think that Molly is still wearing her like stiletto heels, and they'll often hear her shoes like clacking on the upper penthouse floor, and they have just. A ton of experiences. Basically, since it opened in 1986, well, that's the year that it opened, and she pretty much did promise I come promised. I promise to it, and I keep my promises. <laughs> Here, two girls, one ghost. That is what we can promise you: is we keep our promises. <laughs> <Whoa>. uh, <laughs> but the staff and construction workers almost immediately were like, "Something's going on. We're experiencing things, like almost to the day, if not once a week." And so the new owner was like, "Oh my gosh, I have myself a haunted bar for sure. Like everyone had." is coming in with an experience. So a bunch of people have had their hair pulled by an unseen force. And some people, a lot of the staff, will think that they're alone or, like, shutting down the bar, and a door will slam shut or a door will open or the door handle itself will just start spinning really fast with, like, no one behind it. Super, super creepy. Staff has also... They've also had objects, like, fly past them. So it kind of... It's like... I assume it's like cups and silverware and stuff that's like flying off the shelf, but I, I picture it like my mom's experience in our garage like a month ago where she had a nail thrown at her. It wasn't just like something kind of like goes and rolls off the shelf. It's like there's power and there's force behind it. So this guy was like, oh, this is a little creepy, and pretty much every staff member has had something paranormal happen to them. And that extends to the people who do deliveries to Shaker's Cigar Bar. Mm -hmm. There are these beer delivery guys that come, like, weekly and, you know, do their deliveries. And they used to take their deliveries and put them in the basement. And that's where they would go. They'd go with their carts into the basement, drop off the beer, they're done. These are, according to the owner, some bigger, beefier dudes. And they stopped delivering to the basement and only go to the first floor now because there have been multiple guys who have gone down with their beer carts and then just sprinted back up the stairs and been like, I'm not going back. Someone has to get my cart. I'm not going back down there. <laughs> so who knows what's happening to them, but if something is spooking them in the basement and delivery people will no longer go into the basement. There have also been federal agents or just like police officers that have been in the bar and have felt such like an odd uncomfortable presence like someone is after them and they've literally like put their hand on their gun or even like disarmed disarmed no taken you know what just taken out their gun how about that (laughs) discharged Discharged. (laughs) discharged that's the word they've discharged thinking that someone was after them and someone was like creeping around the corner because these ghosts and these presences are so so apparent and they're like freaking everybody out in this cigar bar Uh, And one of the staff members remembers being on a tour or being near a tour and hearing this woman. She was on the tour and her mom called her and her mom had no idea at the time where her daughter was or that her daughter was on this tour of Shaker Cigar Bar. And her mom was panicked and was like, you just need to get out of the red room. You need to get out of the red room. Wherever you are, just get out of the red room you're in. And so the daughter's like, okay, like, can I call you back later? <laughs> and at the time, the mother did not know that she was on this tour and that she was in Molly's room, the penthouse, which is the red room. Ooh. So somehow this mom picked up on the energy and got some sort of warning that like it wasn't okay where she was, the energy was bad, and so she called her daughter in a panic. So the staff member was like, this is really creepy. And the staff and patrons have also felt feelings of dread. They've had cold spots pass through them. They've seen orbs. They've witnessed objects moving around. Um, There have been full-bodied apparitions that have been seen. People feel, like, really foggy-headed. And they also have the sensation of the whole building swaying back and forth, like they're on a boat. Ever since
2: the earthquake, though... Ew, David! (laughs) Ever since the earthquakes we had last weekend, I
1: constantly feel like I'm shaking. I had never felt an er earthquake. I'd been in an earthquake living in LA before, but the earthquake that I had experienced was so, so loud. So when this one happened, it was silent. It was just the earth moving, and I thought it was drunk.
0: So everyone was,
1: everyone was together in the kitchen, and I go, Whoa, guys, I think I'm drunk. <laughs> and then our, our friend Allie just grabs my wrist and screams, drunk!
0: <laughs> I
1: felt so stupid. I was like, Man, I was like proud too. I was like, I am drunk, announcing it to everyone. <laughs> I don't know remember that
2: time there was like a tiny baby earthquake and I was in bed and it like so my bed started shaking and I like, like Corinne always talks about when like she At has home experiences Vermont, like her shake. bed will shake and I was like there's a demon under my bed and I text <laughs> Corinne that right away and then like immediately I get alert it's like
1: earthquake
0: and
2: I was like hot. Oh <laughs> so we want to believe
1: that we're drunk and that we're possessed. I don't uh, want to believe that. Yeah, don't want to believe. Um, so there are also voices that are heard. There's knocking, doors opening and closing, locking on their own, faucets will turn on and off, lights will turn on and off, just sure, you know, average haunting. Mm -hmm. And then there's a piano that will play itself, which I think is very beautiful. Oh, I like that. Yes. And I don't know which spirit plays the piano, because no one's ever seen a spirit, but someone is playing the piano in there. And then this one, I couldn't find any more information on, but one of the articles reported that there's a fire that crawls up the walls. What? So I'm assuming that it's in Molly's room in the penthouse because there's a fireplace. So I'm assuming that maybe to scare people, they'll wake up in the middle of the night and fire is probably like creeping out from the fireplace up the wall. I don't know. Or maybe they're just drunk and they're like, wake up
2: in the middle of the night and they're like fires crawling up the wall. Yeah. (laughs) Just the fireplace. (laughs) Yes.
1: There's a woman, I read her story on Reddit. She went on one of the ghost tours, a Shaker Cigar Bar, and by going on this ghost tour, she experienced her very first paranormal experience. And you, too, can see what she experienced, because her boyfriend and her were on this tour together, and they were going around, and they were really excited, and they were like, we want to see something. So they were taking a ton of photos everywhere they went, they were just snapping photos everywhere. And as they were going on the tour, they kept looking back at their photos to see if they would catch catch anything and almost every photo had like absolutely nothing but then there's this one photo and they got so excited and they called over their tour guide who came and looked and was like yeah that's definitely an apparition it is of a man who's wearing overalls and you can look at this it's like google images there's a man wearing overalls and he's like holding some sort of strap so based on his outfit i feel like he's he like worked in the apple orchard or something, right? Overalls, yeah. People wear them all the time nowadays, but like, I don't know why. But like, I always picture like a big
2: serial killer in overalls, like <laughs> like getting ready to kill you, and you know, not get the blood on them. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know men wear overalls, but I don't know why. The image in my mind is like really off. Serial killers, yeah. I guess it's more
1: efficient. It's just a unitard. <laughs> so. Just
0: strip it off. Yeah.
1: Um, so they caught this apparition, and they were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And they showed the tour guide, and everyone else on the tour was, like, ooing and aahing at this photograph and being really freaked out. And they are like, this is so cool. And they're like, what a success. First paranormal experience. We went on the tour at Shaker Cigar Bar. This was sick. And so then they go home. And when they're home, she wakes up in the middle of the night feeling weird and feeling her dog next to her move from the head of her bed all the way down to the foot of her bed. And her dog is like shaking and really scared and also like trying to defend her and like looking at nothing and really, really scared. And so she's trying to calm down her dog and her dog is like so clearly freaked out. So she's like, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just going to turn on the lights. She turned on the lights. She saw absolutely nothing. Checked the house. Nothing. So then she's like, let's just go back to bed. So then she starts to close her eyes. And you know when you're like kind of like half awake and you feel like you hear something and you kind of like flutter your eyes open and you can half see, mm-hmm. but maybe it looks like your eyes are still closed. She sees this shadow of a person standing over where her dog is. And her dog, again, jumps up and just stares at this thing, like cowering and so scared. So this woman's like fuck this, I'm keeping all oh, the lights on, we're staying awake. So her and her dog are just like cuddled together, just like watching the room for the rest of the night and nothing else happens for the rest of the night or ever again. But they, she believes that possibly the guy that was photographed did not want to be photographed or maybe mm. he was just really curious about her and he followed her home from Shaker's cigar bar. I
2: really thought you were going to say that instead of the dog running up and down the bed, it was like the shadow <laughs> like the like,
1: That's, like I <laughs> Like the people can lick too. Yeah, literally, the people can lick too. I think about that every time any of my limbs go off the bed. I'm like, someone's gonna lick me. Gross. It's just me.
2: going to take photos of you and your sleep. I'm a creep.
1: <laughs> or never sharing a hotel room ever again. No way. <laughs> um, okay, so Shake your Cigar Bar. You guys can go. You can spend the night in the penthouse, and if you don't want to do that and you still really want, like, a ghostly experience, you can go on one of their many tours that they have. They have the Hangman Tour, which I believe is just, like, their kind of general tour where they take everyone through all of the different floors and tell all the ghost stories, but they also have... One called the Whoring (laughs) Twenties Tour. They'll probably change their name soon. I'm sure someone will yell
0: at them. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: they also have a Jeffrey Dahmer-themed tour that goes out of Shaker's Cigar Bar. And it was featured on the show Dark Tourist on Netflix. And they go—it's a a little interesting. It's like—the room is filled with people who are, like, Jeffrey Dahmer enthusiasts. Not just, like, true crime enthusiasts, but are, like, people that, if Jeffrey Dahmer were still available to them, would seek him out for marriage. Like, a lot of the people— You mean seek them out for being eaten? because that's like pretty much what Dahmer did but as a female he might be safe because he targeted the men well, I'm then then not justifying there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're like, Ooh, he was so cute. Like, blah, blah, blah. So these are the types of people that are going, I'm judging them. And I'm like, Bigfoot, pirates, like, love me. <laughs> all right. I'll probably, I I'm probably have a lot in common with these people. Uh, but you can go on this Jeffrey Dahmer tour and hear all about, like, how he terrorized Milwaukee. And at the end of the tour, they even attempt to make contact with Jeffrey Dahmer. Nope spirit and they believe that they have a few times so if you're lucky you will and if you're unlucky you'll probably get lucky and shake your cigar bar because there's just so much activity so i thought you were saying like get lucky like meet a guy (laughs) or a lady or bigfoot or a pirate maybe shake your cigar bar shake it up Wow. I almost said something so inappropriate. Keep it to yourself. Keep those comments inside. I want to hear it. Nope. Now you have to say it.
0: <laughs> I was going to say
1: something about licking, but it's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> Children Boo. listen to this. Boo! Boo. <laughs>
0: Boo. <laughs>
1: All those <laughs> that was great. Thanks.
2: That's really good. Yeah, I like that we came full circle from like we started talking about eating people, and then you talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs>
1: I know, <laughs>
2: guys. We don't plan these things. We really don't. We're just
1: so expert at what we do. Yes, talking one hundred percent out of our ass. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remembering words and what they mean and vocabulary and math. Can I steal your water? mm Hmm. Thank you. I've You're been welcome. chugging. I don't
2: know what's wrong with me, guys. Were you watching me the whole time?
0: <laughs> the whole time I'm talking, she's I just staring like, at the water. water.
2: Water! I'm like Spongebob when he's in Sandy's bubble. Yeah. Water, Sandy, Water!
1: God, I freaking love Spongebob. I got the best cake on my, was it my 20, yeah, my 24 fifth birthday. I got the best cake ever. My friend Talia, we both would quote Spongebob a lot in grad school because we were mature and the best students. As we still do it, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> and there, if anyone can remember, there's a scene in Spongebob where Patrick and Spongebob are taking class and they're in, like, boat school and they're cracking up and Patrick is like, hey, Spongebob, what's funnier than 23? He's like, what? And he's like, 24, ha, ha, and then Spongebob goes, what's funnier than 24? 25! <laughs> and my friend Talia got a cake with that scene from Spongebob on it, and then they wrote out, what's funnier than, hey, and what's funnier than 24?
0: 25! And I was like, That's this is amazing.
1: Am amazing! The staff had no idea. They were just, like, brought it out. What and they're like, where's what? the child? <laughs> <laughs> <It's me.
0: laughs> yeah,
2: That's mm-hmm. great. Thanks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for coming. This is great and fun. Uh, Corinne and I have to go downstairs. We left a dead body that we need to finish eating. Why yeah. is um, <laughs> so, oh, she's so thirsty. No one tells you how salty they are.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, sorry, Mom. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, we, we did have... Um, we did a raffle, so people... We asked people to send in your ticket confirmation, and then we, we picked someone. Tahina... Is that a real? Is someone here? Yay! Um, Just stay, uh, you can come to the VIP downstairs, and then we'll, like, you'll get free merch later. Because we did not bring merch here. Sorry, guys.
1: (laughs) We travel light. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you all for coming. Yeah, thank you so much. You're wonderful. We will. Good. Oh, right. For God. Shit.
0: <laughs>
1: we do this I got every so nervous. single week for two years.
2: I got so nervous because this whole time I've been up here, I've been, like, avoiding contact with my friends over there because <laughs> I just don't want to see them. <laughs> no, I want to see you guys. <laughs> I just don't want to, like, look at them and, like, laugh because they're... Yeah. Anyway. So, I've lost my mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go now. We're going to go now. Okay. We will.
1: See you on the other side.
0: (laughs) Thank you, guys.